Welcome back to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking with Julianne Lehman and Laverne Partlow about the Rankin Lake Story Walk and the motivation behind this joint venture. Stay tuned. have a young reader? Do they love animals? Then join us at the Gaston County Animal Shelter for our monthly Tales for Tales program. This happens usually one Saturday a month from 10 to 11 a.m. Children can bring books from home or borrow one at the shelter and practice reading to a shelter dog or cat. The program builds your child's confidence and enriches the life of a shelter pet. No reservations are needed. For more information, check out the Gaston County Animal Shelter page at the GastonGov.com website. Welcome to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I am Dandrea Bradley, and co-hosting with me today is the one and only Gavin Stewart. Hi. And we are joined today by a couple of ladies who are going to talk to us about the Rankin Lake Story Walk. We have Miss Julianne Lehman from the Keep Gastonia Beautiful. She's the administrator there. And Miss Laverne Partlow, who is the health education coordinator over at the health department. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Gavin and I are very excited to talk to you guys about the Story Walk. So first of all, where did the idea come from? Sure. So it came from my little brain. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, obviously a big brain. <laughs> I always have a uh, like a storage bag of ideas and things that could happen and if money ever came about. And I had seen this grant that had come out from the county and I said, you know what? I think I had one week and I just type, 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 type and got it done and just crossed my fingers and hoped it would happen. So and if not, I would have probably sought out some other money um, someplace else. Okay. So why a story walk? Well, a story walk is a great way for families to get into literacy. It's a great way to be outside and being reading at the same time. So these can go anywhere. They can go in a park. It can go in a neighborhood. It could be um, wandering down a downtown. But ours, our idea was to have it at a park. And we okay. had first said, you know, Limeburger sounds like a good park, you know, highly um, trafficked and we could go down the long path, but then we said, you know, the best way would be at Rankin Lake because that one, it's more visible on the lakefront. Um, and it just seemed, everything just came to place. So, you know, sometimes you do write a grant and then, you know, ideas change just a little bit. And so you have to work with your partner to make sure they're good with everything right. and change the focus. But in the end, um, I think it turned out to be um, an incredible place an opportunity and a partnership for sure. Excellent. How do you do it? Like, if you're someone who's in the park, what what do you do? Like, how do you go step by step? Well, you start at the beginning. <laughs> and there's direction. There's directions to the next page. Or? Um, yeah, so they're yeah. all they're all within thirty feet of each other, oh, okay. so that it's a continuous book. You would see, you know, page one, and if you're not at page one, we have page numbers at the bottom of each one. So you would say, "Ooh, I'm, I started at eight. I need to go back to the beginning and see how it goes." And we have thirteen stands. Um, total. We could have had more. There's a lot more book options if you have a longer story walk. But I think that for the purpose of what we were doing, we want it to be a quick and easy family event. So, you know, not drawing it out so long that it goes around the entire lake. It just goes on the lakefront um, by the pavilions. Yeah. So about how long would it take the average family to do the story walk? Less than 10 minutes. 
Oh, that's really I mean, short. in case the kids are a little bit wiry and want to skip around to all the pages, but I think that they could get it done as quick as you can read a book that's um, only about 13 pages long. It's as quick as you can get done. Very cool. So, Laverne, now how did you get involved with the Story Walk? So Julie Ann mentioned um, the grant op- application that we had um, from the health department. Okay. So every year the health department gets funding from the state um, chronic disease and injury prevention section. Mm-hmm. And the overall goal of this funding is to implement initiatives like a policy, environmental, or systems change that um, addresses um, nutrition, physical inactivity, um, tobacco, and injury and violence. Okay. And so Carrie Meyer, my supervisor, and I, we came up with the idea of, you know, uh, doing a grant application to work with the municipalities or the different governments um, across the county that they could apply for this grant funding to do um, an initiative or a project that promotes physical activity. Excellent. Excellent. And so um, are there other initiatives that you guys are working on or is it just going to be the story walk there at Rankin Lake? Are y'all planning to do another Uh, For us right now, the funding was necessary. It's a pretty big endeavor. It was nearly 5,000 just for those 13 stands. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So so for now, that will be our one and only story walk um, for a little bit. But I do believe that, you know, we don't want to go stale. So we were changing out the books probably every two or three months just so that they... um, it's still fresh in people okay. and, and to keep it going. And then we always make sure we drop that new information on our Facebook page so people can follow us on Keep Guests Sonia Beautiful on Facebook or Instagram and they would know when a new story is coming out. It's not exactly a fast process to just uh, write a grant application, right? You can't just do those left and right and get all the grant money at once, right? Well, I'm pretty blessed. <laughs> um, pretty much, um, well, yes. I think it depends on the on the project, the vision. I think you have to think really far in advance sometimes when you're writing a grant of all the things that could possibly happen. But uh, I've been very lucky. I've received almost uh, 95% of the grants I've ever applied for. So that's oh. a good that's a good number for me, I would say. So I'll keep that up. Keep that's my great. fingers crossed. <laughs> So how do you choose the stories? So the, unfortunately, the limitation with just the 13 pages is causing us to search for a lot of different books um, okay. in, that, in that bandwidth, I guess, because if you had a longer book, you'd have to have more pages. And so that's where it becomes a little bit shifty. But um, we go to the library, which is another Gasson County service to yes, anybody can go to for yes. free. And the librarians in the children's section are wonderful with helping pull some books and kind of exploring some ideas with us. They also have ideas of other storybooks and story walks that can be placed um, at other locations, but they won't be permanent. They're more, um, you know, you could move them to other from light from site to site, essentially. But okay. yeah, you work on the book, you find the book. And then what we did is to make this initiative, the interactive part is like, let's say I have a book and it's about a butterfly. And we would say flutter like a butterfly to the next page or hop like a bunny to the third page. You know, so it's kind of keeping kids gotcha. active mm-hmm. or on the bottom. It could say a little bit more deeper information about water or something that the parents could read instead of just they could read the page and they could read that. Um, you know, more information on whatever the subject is, basically. 
Now, is this something that you want to have every year? Like, will you apply for the grant every year so you can do a different story walk or maybe a bigger story walk? Oh, I don't know. I think we could grow for sure. But I, my brain has a lot of ideas, and I'm sure I could find some other ways to spend that money, too. So <laughs> I, I hear you. Well, and the reason I ask is because, you know, with Gastonia, you have Martha Rivers, mm-hmm. you have Lineberger, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. And I think those would benefit from story walks as well. Definitely. Well, maybe Laverne and I can meet after this and kind of get a timeline of when they might have some more funding available. Oh, sounds. Uh-oh, do you hear that, Laverne? I do. <laughs> I do. But that's a great way. I mean, I think there's so many parks that could use this. Um, it's not It's not a new concept by any means. I mean, it was already created before us. I think we made it really look professional. I've seen other ones that aren't. Um, no offense to the other people that are doing them, but I I think ours looks really sharp, so... What's the reception been like? I know there was a there was a celebration last month, right? It was a, that reception was a little low in attendance. It had rained that morning, and uh, it wasn't oh. the best morning. And you know, when it rains, people, people aren't stay coming home. out. Yes. But overall, when we first posted that we were doing it, we had a lot of hits on social media, more than we had ever ever had, and lots of shares. Mm-hmm. I can share those numbers with you. Please but do. it was I was like, wow, this this was this was a good thing. This was meant to be for sure. Now, how do you measure the success of the story walk? Like, how do you know when people are coming and experiencing it? Or are you just kind of a rough estimate based on park attendance? We can do park attendance. Um, I was doing social media interactions. I think that's probably the best way. We do have on the first page and the last page a link to our Facebook page and then also where they could hashtag us. Of course, that's just more work for some people. So, um when we're out there, people always thank us. So I know that we've done something good. You know, every time we go to change the book, they're like, thank you so much. This is amazing. And it might not have to always be a book. It could be a poem per page. It could be mm-hmm. a picture that a kid drew in a little poem that they did. So I think that we have the opportunity to, you know, engage people in a lot of different opportunities. And that's just what we're doing at Keep Gastonia Beautiful. Um, my question for, I guess, would be for DHHS or for Laverne, um, why did this seem like a good initiative to get involved with and to and to fund? Um, I don't I don't know because obviously there's a lot of visitors in Rankin Lake. You could look at it that way, but from your perspective, what would you say? The thing that we wanted to see was an increase of physical activity, as, um, as for the overall health to improve the overall health of Gaston County residents and those who are visiting to come, um, because we know that a lot of people are. Um, not as active or not getting their physical activity. So to tell, so to encourage somebody to do something that is fun, educational, and interactive, and increasing their physical activity, um, this sounded. This was a, a great project um, to fund. I can honestly say I am one of those people guilty of that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so how often will it switch out? Um, we're trying to do every two to three months. So right now we have six books, and then we're working on a, a future one with the Go Gaston campaign on their um, Meet Gaston. He's the official mascot, and they have their own book that they're rolling out here soon and oh, a mascot. Awesome. So um, we're I'm working with them directly to get that book out as well. Awesome. Now, are you partnering with anyone else on the story walk other than, you know, Go Gaston, which is our tourism department mm-hmm. here in the county, and then, of course, the health department? Do you have any other partners that you 
are working with? Well, we've reached out to a lot of people, um, especially it's this is the year of the trail. So we reached out to the Carolina Thread Trail for the event. They were unable to attend, but they really um, thought this was a great thing. Probably one of the only trails in Gaston County that has a story walk directly connected to it. So they were really interested in that. But um, other than that, just artists and, um, you know, authors in general. Mm. Very cool. If uh, if you gain a few fans and they get engaged, they want to I guess, look for the next story. Where would those folks go to find out uh, right. whenever it gets updated? Well, it just got updated on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have to wait a little bit, but they can follow us on social media. It's Keep Gastonia Beautiful on Facebook or KGB underscore NC on Instagram. That's where we'll be having all of our things that we do. We're not just about putting books up. We're also doing a lot of environmental things as well. Oh, awesome. excellent. Mm-hmm. We may have to have you back to talk about those things. You might. Like Shred Day. <laughs> like Shred Day. Yeah, that's actually that would be a good one. Oh, yeah. What we were talking about right before mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you just had the Shred Day and you said uh, out of it, it was over 300 folks and it was over 12,000 pounds of paper. Right. So over 360 folks attended okay. and 12,820 pounds of sensitive documents collected in a four wow. hour period. Cool. That's a lot. That's yes. That's some some things that citizens need, and we're there to provide that. So mm-hmm. not just education, but also just environmental awareness, education in schools. We're doing things that you probably don't even think that we're doing. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Now I do. Speaking of the schools, are Gaston County School students being encouraged to go to the Story Walk? Of course. So we actually put out a school, um, we have a school educational booklet that we sent out to all the schools. Um, and so that was featured in, all, in that booklet as well. So teachers and schools are encouraged. We're also doing a book for Fair Housing Month, which comes up in, I think, April. And so we're working within our own department about that and trying to reach out to schools for that as well. So I think it's a great landing point for a lot of different um, topics, whether whether it be weather. Right now it's about a little raindrop and how the water comes from a cloud and goes all the way to the river and then goes right back up to a cloud. So there's the water cycle. So a lot of educational pieces. I love that. We could and use a so little big. raindrop right now. Yes, we really could. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so excellent. So you you go to the library, they help you pick out the books, and then what? Because you have to have those boards made, right? Well, I'm doing all that in-house. So there's wonderful websites now at canva.com where I'm actually designing the story walks on big pieces of paper that are the exact size that are the, the, the story walk themselves. We have a plotter up at our in our office. We print those out there. Then you cut an entire you cut two books apart actually to do this project. So wow. because if you think about it, when you're turning a page, that's the other side. So you have two books, and you're I paste all those on. It's quite a situation. Then I have to take it to get laminated, and then we are then putting it in the thing in the in the story walk. So there are it's quite a process, but it is um, definitely rewarding. And yes, <laughs> and each page you have to think, what do I want the kids to do? What do I want the parents to know? I really make sure it is thoughtful and not just I don't want it to be a waste of time for anybody. And I want to always give thanks to our partners. So you know we have our logos on the page. We have you know the links to our information so that people can always go back and look for us somehow. So. You know, you mentioned that you have it laminated and you have it posted. So it just kind of made me wonder if these, if the story walk itself, are they, is it ADA compliant? Like, is there someone like doing audio for someone who 
you know, may not have sight. So now that could grow in the future. Um, that would be amazing. That would be something else. And we are looking at a few um, English-Spanish ones as well. So we have two yes. books that we have opportunities for that. Just not every book is, every author has that option. Right. So, but the books themselves are low enough that kids can read them. So yeah, they would be pretty much ADA and the sidewalk all at the, that it's in front of is all paved perfectly. So. Oh, see, there you go. Some ideas for next year. <laughs> yes. It is a very expandable idea. It 100% it is. is. Yeah. I wonder, um, we're going to a Keep America Beautiful conference shortly, and that was my idea to present upon that, just because I kind of have a really strong framework. Because you're right, there are, people do have just boards, and they kind of just tape it on, but we wanted to make sure they looked professional from the get-go. We didn't right. want it to be, look like I had used tape and crayons to get it done, so... <laughs> I hear you there, yes. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us about the story walk that maybe we didn't ask? I think you guys asked a lot of questions. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. So this is the story walk at Rankin Lake mm -hmm. in Gastonia. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where it is, it's right off 321. You can't miss it. It's at 1750 <laughs> Rankin Lake Road. 1750 yes. Rankin Lake Road in Gastonia. You'll just start your journey at the boathouse and you'll end by the pavilions. It's pretty simple. And then you can walk your way all the way around the track for that extra, go that extra mile and, yes. and really get in your, your <laughs> um, energy out. So yeah, It's beautiful. Yes, it I, if people haven't been to Rankin Lake, I mean, this is a hidden gem in Gaston County that they really, I oh, think yeah. people sleep on it a lot, but it is, yes. it's beautiful, especially mm -hmm. at sunset. It is mm -hmm. magical out there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, Laverne, Julianne, thank you so much for joining us. Gavin, as always, it's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Mark your calendars. Gaston Max is back and better than ever. Come to downtown Gastonia on Saturday, March 23rd to enjoy live music performances, games for kids, interactive art experiences, and much more. The event is free. Be on the lookout for announcements about musical headliners in the months ahead. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office with hosts Janet Schaefer, D'Andrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Up next on the Savvy Citizen Podcast, Peyton Flowers from the North Carolina Cooperative Extension here in Gaston County comes in to talk about tree inventory and what the work is that's being done behind the scenes to help Gaston County be a better place for our leafy friends. <laughs> <laughs>